Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Operating in the Spirit of Kingdom Excellence podcast. I'm your host, Tawanda Coles, and I'm excited to have you joining me today. This season on the podcast, we're talking about how to navigate and manage transition in the local church. And my guest for this episode has recently gone through some transitions of his own, and the release of this episode is so timely. Since the recording of this episode earlier this year, Elder LaFon Davis has been promoted to the Office of Overseer in the Lord's Church during Ministry Affairs and Regional Fellowship and currently serves at Bethesda Temple International Church in Capitol Heights, Maryland. In this role, he trains and develops up-and-coming elders for ordination. He also recently transitioned from his role as retention coordinator an electrical engineering lecturer at Morgan State University. Currently, he serves as an engineering teacher at Charter High School in Washington, D.C. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation, and I pray you do too. So with that, let's get into the conversation. Well, welcome to another episode of the Operating in the Spirit of Kingdom Excellence podcast. I'm your host, Tawanda Coles, and I'm so excited today to be joined with my very special guest, uh, Elder LaFon Davis. How are you, LaFon? I'm doing well today. Thank you for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So listeners, I'm so excited to be talking with uh, Elder LaFon today. Just let me tell you, he is the executive pastor at Bethesda Temple International Church in Capitol Heights, Maryland. And you'll also um, be uh, encouraged or inspired to know that LaFon by profession is also the retention coordinator and an electrical engineering lecturer at Morgan State University. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes absolutely. So those <laughs> of you who are watching this video over on our YouTube channel, you'll see that little Morgan State University sign in the background there. So we're excited to have uh, LaFon with us today. So LaFon, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, okay. So I am a Baltimore native and I uh, currently uh, reside in Prince George, George's County um, while working here at Morgan State University. Um, again, as been mentioned, I am the executive pastor at Bethesda Temple International Church. Uh, shout out to my leader, Apostle Avery Cotton. Uh, he knows I'm doing this. Yes, he knows I'm accountable. Uh, so <laughs> so um, I graduated, attended and graduated from Morgan State University um, in 2013 with my bachelor's of science degree in electrical engineering. I've also just uh, recently obtained my master's of engineering degree in 2021. Uh, I'm very excited to be here. Uh, a little bit about my church history. I know um, Elder Coles from my <laughs> my church that I was practically raised in, uh, Words to Life Ministries, um, where uh, Bishop Charles E. Smith and First Lady uh, Evangelist Janice Smith are the leaders there. And um, I spent 18 years of my life there, so that is my foundation. Um, and then uh, I transitioned to another church, uh, Grace Restoration Life, under the direction of uh, Bishop Samuel Wright III. Uh, there, I received my ministerial license as well as um, I was ordained there as elder. So my credentialing has been uh, solidified. So I'm just happy to be here. And anything else, feel free to ask. Yeah, no, LaFon, I'm so glad you. So just even in your introduction, let's just pause. <laughs> <laughs> Just in the introduction, you said a few critical things that I absolutely love on this season of the Operating in the Spirit of Kingdom Excellence podcast. I want to talk to and make sure that um, I give my audience... Um, a well-rounded view of those who are serving in the kingdom, not just those who have been serving uh, for many, many years, but young people like yourself, you're young, you're 32. Yes. yes and yeah. I'm excited about what God is doing. I personally uh, have had the pleasure of serving with you in ministry for about those 18 years, right? right, <laughs> and, right. Um, at Words to Life Ministries. Again, shout out to Bishop Charles E. Smith Sr., First Lady Janice Smith there in Owings Mills. And I, I absolutely love how, and I want to start here, you mentioned being accountable. So LaFon, yes. let's talk about that and the importance yes. of that. I think sometimes young people, right, don't recognize the value and the importance mm -hmm. 
of accountability. I appreciate that you mentioned that you made sure to check in with your pastor, right? Talk about why that's important and why that's, that's Uh, not lame, right? You know, sometimes (laughs) you'll be like, I I don't have to tell you, I don't have to tell you. No, it's out of respect, right? So talk talk to me a little bit about that. It's out of respect. It's out of courtesy. It's out of submission. It's out of um, yieldedness and being an example. Um, It's not really um, about control or anything like that. But when you are a leader in ministry, um, it doesn't matter what level you are. Um, And I've learned this earlier on. Every leader needs a leader. Every leader needs somebody to be accountable to. You cannot uh, run around here as a uh, as I heard a preacher say, a UFO, an unidentified flying object. You need somebody. <laughs> you need somebody to be accountable to, and somebody to cover you. Um, and it's very, it's out of respect. Like you said, it's out of respect to let uh, let your leader know, hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. Uh, what do you think about it? Is it wise for me to do that? Because we never know. Sometimes we never get to see um, the effects of our actions until it's too late. Uh, so, so mm-hmm. it was, it was, it, it, I caught, I found it a robbery to, you know, just say, Hey, um, apostle, I'm, I've been invited to this interview and, uh, talking about kingdom excellence. And he was like, sure. I mean, point blank period. It's, it's not that deep, uh, as people make it, you know, it's yeah. not that deep yeah. as people make it, but at the same time, you want to be accountable because you want the endorsement, the, yeah. endorse, the endorsement is produced by accountability. So I, I believe that's that. very important. Very yeah, important. I love that. And, and for those who are listening on the last season of, of the podcast, I want to say it was uh, uh, episode three or four. Go back into the podcast. I spoke with uh, Pastor Jason Woods Sr. And we talked about why honor matters in the local church. And you hit yeah. the nail on the head right there um, in mm-hmm. talking about accountability and why it's important. It's a form of respect. It's a way for you to demonstrate submission to your Mm -hmm. leader. And there are things that in the spirit realm that your leader sees that you may not see, right? It it demonstrates that you are teachable, you honor them and you respect them as they're covering. So I absolutely, Mm -hmm. absolutely love that you, that you mentioned that. So let's talk a little bit about, um, from your perspective, define kingdom excellence. Uh, Kingdom excellence. So uh, when I think those are two words for me, so I have to think of First of all, what is excellence? So mm-hmm. I did, um, did some research. The excellence is defined as the quality of being outstanding or extremely good. So yeah. when I read the definition, that just blew me away. So I was just like, okay, these words we use, we use haphazardly. And nobody takes the time to actually read it and study it. You know, you go by what you see and blah, 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 blah. But when I read this, it hit me like it's a quality, a quality. It's not a quantity. It's a quality. It's not enough. It's not about how much influence you have, but what kind of influence you have. Yeah. yeah. Quality. It's about what kind and not how much. Right. So and of being and being not doing being the quality Mm -hmm. of being. So that tells Mm -hmm. me that excellence is an identity. Excellence yeah. is not just a, a tool. It is not a skill. It is an identity. And uh, it's, it's not about all the time what we are found doing with our hands. But yeah. how are we how are we doing it with our hands? Uh, what uh, what do we give off when we're doing it with our hands? So excellence is outstanding, outstanding or extremely. These are strong words. Yes, so sir. Yes, we, sir. So when we when we talk about excellence, we talk about the ability to stand out, outstanding, to stand out, or uh, to uh, what's the other word? Extremely. That means it's beyond the norm. Excellence is beyond the norm. Excellence is beyond uh, beyond the status quo. Excellence mm-hmm. is beyond uh, the the no, uh, the normal things that we are found doing. It's nothing but the great. Nothing, nothing but good. Right. Yeah. So mm-hmm. then kingdom. Now, when I read kingdom, I understand the word kingdom. That's two words in itself as well. So kingdom, kingdom, dom means dominion or realm. And king is a monarch or a ruler, right? So a kingdom is the domain of a ruler. 
a domain or realm of a ruler. Uh, the definition is a country, state, or territory ruled by a king or queen. The second definition is the spiritual reign or authority of God, right? So when we put those two words together, kingdom excellence, it is the quality of being outstanding or extremely good under the rulership or the jurisdiction of a king. Listen. <laughs> kingdom excellence is not possible without the king. Listen, come on, y'all listen. Your LaFon is a teacher. Listen, and bring <laughs> yes, it down yes. for us, sir. Come yes. on now. So kingdom, kingdom excellence. First of all, if we put the word kingdom on excellence, that implies that there are many realms of excellence, right? Okay. So when okay. we put the word kingdom excellence, it specifies that word. So we cannot, we cannot be um uh calling ourselves working in the spirit of kingdom excellence if we don't have any relationship with the king. Listen. We cannot preach Christ. We cannot preach the kingdom without the king. Absent of the king. We can't be effective. Let me say mm -hmm. that because we try. Mm -hmm. There's there's people who try. But give That's them some right. time because because I tell I tell my students this, I tell the ministers I train, I tell all of them this. Your words will be tested. Whenever you are claiming a, a position, when you claim anything that has to do with the kingdom, you are saying that you have full endorsement of the king to do what you do. Mm. That's what kingdom excellence is. Kingdom excellence is the, the, the quality of being outstanding or extremely good under the endorsement and the sanctioning of a ruler. Listen, we can't preach kingdom without the king. We can't do kingdom work. Listen, I pray the <laughs> listeners have leaned into that, that uh, your your perspective, the way you broke down that definition. And mm -hmm. and I what I love, LaFon, is how how as I think about your um your growth in ministry. You are very intentional to really understand words. You I have been you. intentional to understand and sit with the Lord to make sure, God, am I hearing you clearly? Is this yes. what is this what makes sense? And you you said so importantly, and we've been talking about all season, last season, we what we went through and kind of, I wanted to get various perspectives and they're all aligning under the fact that we will not be effective unless we, we will not be effective in walking out kingdom excellence if we are not submitted to the king, number one. We need right. to be submitted to the king under his rulership, under his authority. This is not a democracy. Right. It's not. Nope. We don't get to vote in the kingdom of God. It's right. about what he wants us to do, how we are to operate. Uh, mm -hmm. And I love how you've been intentional to kind of share and and make that extremely clear. I also love that you mentioned your words will be tested. So let's talk a little bit about why it's important and I pray that that the listeners hear this because again, I'm talking to a young man, talking to mm -hmm. a young man in his early 30s who's experienced a lot of things um, and has had to grow and overcome and allow the Lord to kind of walk him through some things. When it comes to ministry, and you mentioned your words will be tested, why is it important for us to make sure that our lifestyles align with the word of God? Okay, well, first of all, we, we have to understand that words are how the God, the God of the universe, the true and living God, operates. Mm -hmm. Genesis 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was out form and void. Darkness rolled upon the face of the deep, and the spirit of God moved. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. Yeah. That tells us about the nature of God. And then in a few verses down, he says that uh, the scripture says that he made man in his image and likeness, which means mm -hmm. whatever God can do, we can do. Okay. Right. So we know in Hebrews 11 and three, I believe that the words, the world were framed by the spoken word of God. 
And we also know in Proverbs, I believe, 16 or, or 19, whichever one, that death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Our words frame our worlds. So we have to understand that um, that uh, even the words that are spoken over us, we have to be cognizant of that because it frames our worlds. Now, when we have relationship with the Holy Spirit, the, uh, the Spirit of God, the same God that was in the beginning, that said, let there be light. When we have relationship with him, he will start to reveal to us how we talk ourselves into certain uh, certain situations. Mm hmm. He will give us to understand how we talk ourselves in certain mindsets and or even even before even before we were able to understand uh, the power of our words. We have to we have to be careful about uh, where where we are talking ourselves to. If we keep on this mindset, which is fueled by thoughts, which yep, is fueled yep. by words. Yeah. Right. And uh, scripture also says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. Right. So therefore, if faith comes by hearing, so does doubt. Listen, so does fear. We have talked ourselves into and out of situations. Right. And we have scripture to prove it. And when I say your words will be tested, uh, the Lord revealed this this principle to me about years ago that whenever he speaks a thing. It comes to pass. But we neglect that there is an in-between call process, right? But whenever God speaks a thing, we have we have uh, assurance that it will come to pass. And if we are made in his image and his likeness, we have the same ability to speak something and it come to pass, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So we have to pay attention to that, um, especially when we're saying things like, I don't know if I can do this. Or um, like Moses did, I, I'm slow of speech. Uh, I, I stutter. Uh, are you sure, Jeremiah? We we love to pull Jeremiah. I, before I knew you, I before I, I formed you, I knew you. He said, "I'm I'm just a child." The Lord said, "Say not, you are a child." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He didn't say. He didn't tell him you're not a child. He said, "Say not, you're not a child." And whatever God says is intentional. So we have to be intentional about our words. The Lord has revealed to me that some places I could have avoided if I kept my mouth shut. Wow. Listen. But and it goes along with our relationship. He'll give us what to say and when to say it, right? But we have to engage him because he is the all wise, right? Yes. We don't have all the wisdom. He has all the wisdom and he's very much willing to give it to us, but we have to yield to it and we have to say after what with that uh, Greek word homologeo uh, confess? We say after we say the same thing he says, and our worlds will be framed according to his will. Our words will be tested because whatever we say, it will come to pass. I love that. I, I again, so I'm sitting over here like a student, <laughs> just <laughs> listening and soaking in what you're saying. Uh, you have always been wise, way beyond your years, and I love the the revelation there. And I wanted you to kind of unpack that because we find out here in these social media streets, okay? Mm -hmm. (laughs) People saying a whole bunch of stuff and not really recognizing the truth that lies in the fact that your words will be tested, okay? And we have to make sure that we are like the Lord, intentional, with what yeah. we say yeah. and not only intentional with what, what, with what we say, but making sure that what we say is what he wants us to say. Right. Correct. You know, one of the things that, that I've, I've learned and I'm, you know, I love, you know, what I believe we are in the post pandemic church, right? So the landscape of the way we've done church, the way we grew up, you know, doing church, how we serve together. Um, I praise God for that foundation. Right. But yeah. the truth of the matter is we will we won't be going back to those days, right? Speaking Many of, of the our pandemic. Ministry, yes, right, exactly. Right. Speaking the pandemic, the pandemic was, was a launching pad. Yes, sir. Speaking yes. of the pandemic, go right ahead. So speaking of the pandemic pandemic, a couple of years this was a, like a couple of years ago where this revelation just really just like bomb bomb. Your words will be tested. Pay attention to your words, blah, 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 blah. 
like uh, for those uh, for those listeners who are into numbers in the Hebraic year, the 5780, which was equivalent to 2020, was the year of the open mouth. Now catch this, for the people who understand times and seasons, the open mouth was then opposed by a pandemic. And what started happening? People started having to wear masks to muzzle their words, right? Mm-hmm. So the Lord strategically allowed or used this opportunity to control or to get us to intentionally uh, be aware of what he spoke or what we speak, right? And he's showing us in plain sight. He's showing us the power of our words in plain sight, right? So a virus or a pandemic, whatever people were going to call it, it's an opportunity to see the will of God, right? And he wants, and he wants it to shift. This, this ushers in a shift of, yeah. of not, not the norm anymore, right? Because he also told us, he revealed to some people that even in the pandemic, they had a social distance. They had a uh, shut down for a, a couple of a weeks. And Isaiah 26 and 20 says, go into your chambers and shut the door, hide yourself until the indignation be overpassed. This is why we got to study. Because he warned us. He said this until the indignation be overpassed, right? So that means we we had to sit still. We had to reevaluate because once, because, because, this world today has been shaped by a conversation. Wow. The fall of man was mm-hmm. shaped by a conversation. Eve ate because of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Right? So oh, it's always good. about a con- the conversation. Are you wise with your conversation? And then we're seeing, we're seeing in broad daylight. What is happening because of conversation? And if we and we had to take advantage of the fact that he protected us. He protected us. He shielded us. Uh, we lost some people. We pray, pray for the bereaved and all of that. But for those, the remnant who remains, it is a wisdom moment. You need to watch what you're saying and say the right things. Because like you said, there's a, in these social media streets, there's there's a lot of talking. There's a lot of talking. My thing is, when do you have time to pray? Oh, come on, come on, come on, Elder, come on, come on. Your when your do we level, have time to pray? Yeah, your level of consecration is being tested, and your level and your and the words that are coming out of your mouth are are a testament of your level of consecration. Oh, that's so good. Let's just pause, like take a breath. Woo. <laughs> that's good. I mean, that, and so I am, here's what I'm excited about, that we hear a young man, a young man sharing this revelation today with us, brothers and sisters. So regardless of where you sit in your leadership role, where you are, right. it is my prayer right. that you are hearing with your spiritual ears um, right. how how our words are impactful, our conversations matter, mm-hmm. and and it's evident. You know, it will be tested. I believe in the end, it all will be tested. God will hold us accountable for what it is that we say out of our mouths. The scriptures tell us that, right? Uh, right. And I want to make sure that we. Um, all of us. And, and and as you're sharing, you know, even in my spirit, I'm like, Lord, yes, like, like, teach me, like, help me be more intentional. Yeah. And here's the thing. When we are out here on these, you know, the platforms now, granted, you know, I'm not against social media platforms because right. what the platforms do, they allow an opportunity for us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. I do right. not believe the Internet is the devil. No, I do not believe that. Mm -hmm. It it is how people use the tool that can be devilish, right? Um, I do not believe social media platforms are bad. I believe it is how people use the platforms, right? Mm -hmm. Their intent for using the platforms. Uh, Mm -hmm. Even in this pod, you know, even in sharing this podcast, you know, people have 
there, there are tons of podcasts that are out there. It really is how you plan to use the platform. Uh, And we have to be careful not to get caught up in what other people are doing, but to stay focused on what it is God has called us to do and to make sure that we are saying, praying first, praying always about, Lord, how would you have me to um, leverage this platform? And what is it that you would have me to say? I absolutely love that. So listen, I want to shift a little bit. Um, I've mentioned several times how you are a young man. I want to kind of get into this role that you've stepped into at Bethesda Temple uh, International in the role of executive pastor. How did that come to be? Well, it was a surprise to me. <laughs> uh, so I, did, I did not see that coming so quickly, I should say. Okay. Um, so about, uh, so my apostle, again, Apostle Avery Cotton, who's the senior leader of Bethesda Temple International, um, he has been a a key instrument in my development um, currently. Um, so about so 2021, 2021, uh, he had uh, answered the call to be affirmed as an apostle. Um, and they had the service on my birthday, by the way. They had the, uh, they had the affirmation on my birthday, right? And that was also Pentecost weekend. So mind you, before before this moment, I've had experience uh, in Christian education. I've had experience in being an adjutant, armor bearer, all of those things like that, uh, teaching classes, uh, music ministry experience. You know, I was a musician at Where's the Life and uh, and all the way up to this point, I've always been a musician. So I've, I had experience, but I never thought um, that I would be in such a high, high role, not anytime soon. Uh, but uh, back, back to that point, uh, the next day, it was just announced that I had been designated uh, the executive pastor of uh, Bethesda Temple. And I'm just like, I, I'm like, what, who, me, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and it, just, it just happened that way. And ever since then, um, I've been stretched, I've been challenged, I've been all of those things that are necessary tools for my growth and development. And uh, one thing that we have learned uh, as a church, um, as a church that our pastor has been teaching us is the question, do you want Christ to comfort? Ooh. Do you want Christ to comfort? Whenever Jesus stepped on the scene, wherever, in any, anything dealing with Jesus, it's always been an interruption of the current system in order to introduce the purpose of God. Oh, wherever, yeah. Jesus, <laughs> wherever Jesus stepped on the scene, he interrupted a system. Hmm. Even, even his birth, the, uh, Revelation 19.10 says, the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. The testimony is his birth, his life, his death, his burial, resurrection, and ascension. Wherever you see Jesus, there's always an interruption of a system. So I had to learn that I had to learn that that with this new position, it comes more responsibility. It comes uh, discomfort. It's not a glamorous job. I need these I need these saints to and I need these pastors to echo this that it is not a glamorous job, right? You have to deal with sheep. You have to deal with people. And anybody who knows me, that I'm not I'm not quick to be social. So it has to be God that it has to be the grace of God to do what I do. So it's not something that I jump at. Like I said, I didn't see it coming. I didn't jump at it. So as as the executive pastor, what I do is I am a a director of ministry affairs. So it's kind of like a second in command type thing uh, where um, the ministry heads, they point to me and I make sure that I, I'm accountable to them, and I'm also accountable to the senior leader of what's going on in the church, because as he has been elevated, so have we. We have other leaders that have been uh, elevated as well, so we all have to step up, right? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. we all have to be accountable, uh, first of all, to the one we say we serve. Yeah. There's accountability. It's character, integrity, and accountability when it comes to kingdom leadership. Uh, so we have to be accountable to that. So that's what I do. Um, I am 
learning as I go. I'm being processed as I go. Um, and it's, it's very stretching and developing and sharpening. Uh, so I, that's how I, that's how I got to where I am today. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you for sharing. I know yeah. that the role of, um, executive pastor is one that many churches are starting to, or have looked to create this role in, within their leadership team to mm. bring, uh, one to kind of relieve the senior pastor of some of the day-to-day responsibility, Mm -hmm. but also Mm -hmm. to put in someone who has some level of um, organizational capability, Mm -hmm. someone who can help um, ensure follow-through and commitment and make Mm -hmm. sure team members stay accountable, right? Right. And so mm-hmm. many people are beginning to many churches are beginning to um, take a serious look at this role of the executive pastor and how beneficial mm-hmm. it is in helping to move their organizations forward. I want to talk a little bit about um, as a young person. Could you share with our listeners some of the challenges you faced specifically in church ministry and serving in ministry and how you've overcome that. I want to make sure that, you know, that, that, that those young people that are listening say, Hey, there's a voice that maybe that resonates with me. And for some of our senior folks to listen and say, okay, there are young people in my ministry who are, who are the same age as elder LaFon or maybe younger Here's what I can do to help them. So what are what are maybe one or two challenges you faced and how how did you overcome them? Okay. Uh well the main issue is the it's not an issue, I shouldn't say. It's a it's a challenge. Let's yeah. word, mm-hmm. words. Words, words, words. <laughs> so the challenge, uh, which would be one of the main ones is our our youth, the youth period. Uh and I don't know if it's it's the social media thing because information is being, you know, more easily accessible, but there has been a stint, and it still goes on, about generational gaps. Yeah. Right. There is a, a and we and we see it in the church as well. Oh, you're too young. What could I, what could you tell me? And blah, 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 blah. So it had to take, it had to take a lot of humility on my part, right? to say that I know I hear God, but I have to let him do what he does. Because if I go before God, I risk and I, um, and I have the consequences of the backlash. It's never going to be easy, but it's going, but the, the Lord is wise, right? So we need to seek his wisdom and how to do that. Right. So when it comes to when it comes to being in ministry as a youth, number one, we need to make sure that we are in that word of God. Uh, I've, I've, I've found a lot of, of prophets emerging, a, a lot of young prophets, a lot of young prophets emerging. And that's fine. That's fine. Uh, we have examples in scriptures of young prophetic gifts and things like that. But it's not just to identify a, a call. You must be fed. Les, come on. You must be fed. And, and you cannot be so so eager for the platform without being tested. Again, tested. It's like a balloon. It's like a balloon. If you yeah. fill up a balloon yeah. with hot air, you fill up a balloon with air, and somebody stick a pin in you, and you explode everywhere. But there has to be some time added to the equation. Uh, the Lord didn't just just call somebody and they just started doing what they were doing. And this goes both ways to, to uh, from the leadership perspective, that if somebody is in your ministry identifying, first of all, you have to have an ear to the spirit of God and ear to the person identifying that they do have a call. Start developing them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's nobody is nobody is uh and I'm gonna say this very carefully. Nobody is too young for development. You don't have to give a mic right then and there, but development. Are you sure that God called you? Why? 
Are you sure that God called you? What what books are you reading? Yeah. Are you sure yeah. that God calls you? What did I preach last Sunday? Are you sure that God calls you? Uh, where where when the last time you were at Bible study? Right. Things like that are questions to be asked and answered. Right. When there is an identification of the call, because there ha- again, between the the call of God and the manifestation of God is that thing called process. Yeah. We do not yeah. like process. And, and we need to understand that we are continually going through processes. So it's not, it's not a, um, the only thing we're pressing toward is the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So titles and all of that stuff that comes that comes along, but what is your relationship with the Lord like? It's not enough to have a gift. Do you know the giver of the gift? Because gifts come without repentance. Yes. yes. Gifts come without repentance. So, and this is something I had to learn. Some of the things that God has revealed to me, even in my years of my upbringing in all the churches I've been to, been through. Like, I had to sink back into my relationship with God because not everything, not everything needs to be said. Mm-hmm. Some things need to be played out. And I've experienced that, too, where I actually sat back and watched the Lord play out exactly what he said he was going to do. And I said, Lord, if you want me to do this, then you're going to have to make a way. He did. Lord, if you want me to go here, you're going to have to make a way. He did. It wasn't the way I wanted him to, but right. at, as 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 I went, as they went, they were healed. As I went, he started to show me. It's always it always points back to you and him, uh, and that's to any any aspiring minister. It always points back to you and him, and you have to trust him that you have one studied to show yourself approved unto God. Mm-hmm. Right. And you have submitted to the process. Right. So that's the one that's the minister. Now, the now the leader. You are to look for. Mm-hmm. You are to look for somebody coming up, because if nobody's identifying a call in their youth and I, and I say youth loosely, it could be any age, younger. Sure. <laughs> Uh, your maturity level, if you are to look for that call, you have to look for that. You are to look for that because you need to, you need somebody to continue it on. Mm-hmm. Right. It does not stop. And I believe Miles Monroe said this. It, it, you have to have somebody to pass the baton onto. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure development is available. Oh, you want to be a minister? Okay. Let's, let's get developed. Here's a broom. Here's a Bible. Here's a broom. Here's a Bible. And you come meet me and tell me what you have experienced. Oh, LaFawn, wait a minute. This this is where we got to take a breath because I'm sitting (laughs) over here like jumping because sometimes here it is, LaFawn, real quick. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you feel like, you know, you've heard something and you repeat it and you hear somebody else say it. You know, and oh. then it's like, you, I've been saying that, right? But did they get it? But then when they hear mm-hmm. someone, and I mm-hmm. pray that the listeners hear this, because I've been quiet, just soaking it in, like jumping up on the inside. Because sometimes, <laughs> you know, you feel like, do they get it? Or that's old school. Like, you know, we don't have to do that. Like, what are you talking about a broom in the Bible? Like, <clears throat> who does that? And to hear you, a young man, talking about and you have the responsibility of developing and going through and asking those clarifying questions I love that you mentioned I pray that the senior leaders who are listening to this recognize their responsibility to be seeking out to be looking for right those that they can uh, train and develop and you're absolutely right those it's not about age if someone has recognized or demonstrates that there's a gifting and they need help cultivating, cultivating mm-hmm. that. It's your responsibility as a leader to, to help develop that gift, right? Nobody's mm-hmm. trying to give you a pulpit platform, 
tell right. you to take a text, right? But right. I want to help develop you and understand about character, integrity, humility, teaching you mm-hmm. those foundational things that are mm-hmm. so very important. And mm-hmm. to hear a young person say that, it's not like you're just learning that. You've, you're, you yourself have, have, have shared, you've had to walk that out. And you've had to fall back in your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's where it starts, right? Right. Falling back Mm -hmm. and being confident and secure that if you have no title, if you are not given a platform, your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ Mm -hmm. is solid. Right. And right. you you know that with with a shorty, I am so glad that you've shared that in my prayer is that the young people that are listening would would begin to ask the Lord to do what needs to be done in them. Right. Like, Lord, send send me the person that I am to align myself, help me. And, you know, even if that, so let me say this, sometimes it may not be your senior pastor, but it could Mm -hmm. be an executive pastor, uh, a a minister or another elder in the Lord's church that you can Mm -hmm. align yourself with. I'm going back to this word accountability, somebody Mm -hmm. that can keep you accountable, Mm -hmm. somebody that can help uh, grow, develop, disciple you in the Lord Jesus Christ. Cause that always is continuing. That process continues somewhat. You can build a relationship with, I'm so glad you, you, you shared that. Um, LaFon. that was, that was so good. That was so good. This last question I want to ask before I kind of shift into a different, another segment, what has been most helpful, helpful for you as a young man, as you've, as you are continuing to grow in your leadership responsibilities, um, in the local church, what has been most helpful to you? What has been most helpful to me, um, I would, and I don't want to sound churchy, my church. Your church, okay. My church. Okay. Mm-hmm. My leader. Mm-hmm. Um, understanding, and my rela- my relationship with God is uh, is worked on in- internally and externally. Because if you are in the right house, if you're in the right house, whatever comes from that sacred desk will be what you need. Oh, yes. What you need. Not what you want all the time, but what you need. And if you are mature enough to recognize that, whatever the uh, Jesus said, he who hungers and thirsts after righteousness shall be filled. So if you have that hunger, God will provide uh, feet. He will feed you, right? So what has gotten me through, what has, what has gotten, and, and we got, and I got family and I got uh, certain friends and things like that. God will, God has a funny way of giving you just what you need when you need it. Mm-hmm. But the main is the main thing uh, about being around uh, the church, my church, where we prioritize the presence of God. When God, when God is prioritized, he will give you whatever you need. Right. Uh, so whenever I'm depressed, like and I and I clown my pastor for this a lot, whenever he whenever he sends a text, I can tell the nature of the text by what time he sends it. <laughs> so so if it's if it's like in the afternoon, certain types, it's it's OK. It's an OK text. But if he sends me a text after 11 o'clock before six o'clock, it's he's he's reading me. Mm hmm. And that's what I need. That's what I was praying for. I needed confirmation sometimes. I needed uh, uh, reassurance. And even confirmation can come in the form of, a, of, of correction. Because scripture says, Chris, scripture says, he who he, he, God loves, he chastens, right? Chasing. He corrects. So, and we just learned this and it's been revealed this week that love corrects, love, um, love provides, and love defends. Love corrects, love provides, and love defends. If you say, if you believe and you know that God loves you, you can expect correction. You can, uh, you can expect provid- uh, provision, and you can expect uh, uh, defense. Defense. Mm-hmm. Defense. Right. So, what has gotten me through has been the the assurance that I'm in the right place. Because he had to answer answer that question. Because I'm from Baltimore, and if anybody know where Capitol Heights is, that's an hour and a half away. Listen, 
That's an hour and a half away. So you got to know it's you got to know it's God if he's providing the way for me to get there every single time that the doors are open. Yeah. And every time I, and I can I can say this to the T every time I step foot in that building. It has been a a whatever I needed. Some things I didn't like. I had to humble down a little bit. But in retrospect, I'm like, thank you, God. Yeah. Because you answered my question. Yeah. Or you have given me assurance that even if I don't have my answer yet, you give me assurance that it will come when it's needed. So that's a that's one of the main things. Just it's being around helpful. the tribe. I think uh what's his name? Um Apostle Ryan Lestrange said, find your tribe. Yes. Find your tribe. Wherever your tribe is, you'll you'll know your tribe by what's being served and how you're being fed. Yes, that's good. That's good. I love that, LaFawn. Thank you so much for sharing. You're you and you 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 it's it is um and maybe because again I sit in a different seat, but I can I can see the hand of God and the influence of the spiritual leadership you've been connected to because I hear it. I hear it. I hear it when it comes out of you. And I think that is an awesome testimony to how you've been stewarded in the Lord's church. That is a testimony to where God has placed you. And I believe, and it is my prayer that those who are listening have that same testimony that you are listening to the, um, the shepherds, where you are, that you are gleaning, right. you are learning. I love that love corrects, love defends, and love provides. Please lean into that, brothers and sisters and leaders. That That is our responsibility because there is love that comes in the form of correction. And we don't do that often, right? right. That's a that's a podcast. That's another podcast <laughs> all by itself talking right. about correction in the Lord's church, right? So mm-hmm. listen, right. so I want to shift real quick to a segment I like to call Think Fast. I'm going to ask you just maybe two or three questions. Don't okay. think too much about it. Just something real fun. Question number one, your favorite movie and why? Oh, God. Uh, my favorite movie, my favorite movie, my favorite movie is, oh, Jesus. <laughs> the, devil, the Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> <laughs> Wow! I, I have a couple, but that, but that one, that one stuck out. <laughs> Do tell why is the Devil, the Devil Wears, Wears Prada, Prada your favorite movie? I've only that's the only Meryl Streep movie I've seen, right? Yeah. And the way the way it was presented about how external beauty is a standard, right? Okay. And how you know her witty comments and things like that. that <laughs> That thing, it's it's comical, but you know, I take away the the you know the messages of it. But that that movie, I could watch that every single day. Wow, that's that's that is that's interesting. Oh my goodness, the devil and it shows yeah, it shows the transformation arc of the main character, right? And Mm -hmm. how she was one way, and then she had to try to fit it oh my god she had to try to fit in a place where she she really didn't and mm-hmm. she had to remember her why she had to remember Ooh. her why this is one of the things we have to understand that love is the answer to why mm-hmm. but uh she uh she had to remember her why and come back to herself and say this is not it's nothing is more important than my my authentic self mm-hmm. Right. And then it taught Meryl Streep a lesson and mm-hmm. she was able to open the door for her because of her ability to stand up for herself. Oh, that's so good. That, yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's mm-hmm. good. Most influential person in your life. Most and why are they the most influential? I got, I got many. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Most influential person. Let's just I'll just go with my pastor. My okay. Pastor. Um, like I said, uh, he, he's really been an instrument in my life and my development and healing and wholeness that, that is, is, it's, 
it's I can't even explain it. You probably would just have to hear them to mm-hmm. understand what I mean. Uh, uh, that's one. Then I have, you know, lots of people have, that have brought me to this place in my development, my former pastors, my my family, even you. I watch your posts all the time. It's very inspiring and in what I need when I need it. Like I'm saying, God will provide me. <laughs> He will provide my, my, like I said, my family, my, my mm-hmm. churches, past and present, my uh, co-workers. Mm-hmm. They've been in. Intro- and even you just, the people you just who are blessed. Me the wrong way, I'm yeah, yeah, and even the people who rub me the wrong way, they've been yeah, intro- no. influential. They've been I very hear influential. <laughs> I hear you. Those same, my pastor calls them the sandpaper people, right? Ooh. The sandpaper people. Like, oh God. That's, you know, we need that. We need the sandpaper people come sometimes mm-hmm. because they kind of help smooth out some of those rough edges. Mm-hmm. Like sandpaper people, the people that kind of rub you the wrong way, they serve a purpose. Yeah, they serve. Pastor calls them sharpeners, the ones who yes. sharpen them. There you mm-hmm. go. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. I hear that. I hear that. Which mm-hmm. platform is better, in your opinion, TikTok or the Instagram? Which one? TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. What? <Wow. laughs> Uh, TikTok is more uh, Instagram. Instagram is more solid, but TikTok is more on the go. Okay. TikTok is more on the go. Um, it it could be a danger too because I found myself a couple of times up all night on TikTok and don't don't even realize what time it is. Like I mm-hmm. I got into TikTok like a couple like like last year. I started doing like those little reaction videos and things like that. Mm-hmm. People like them. Um, it's 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 a kind of get your mind off of things type thing, uh, but you gotta you know, limit that. But I do you prefer gotta TikTok over <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, and listen, I'm I mean, in the spirit Instagram, of in the in, so in the spirit of full disclosure, <clears throat> you know, I have an, an 11 year old. She is on. Um, she uses the TikTok, and I'm like, Lord, oh, yeah, I have no idea. Seen the videos. Uh-huh. Did you see? <laughs> I follow her. She I, follows me too. <laughs> yeah, listen, see, look, look at this. Like it's crazy. I, I'm not familiar with TikTok. Um, uh-huh. And here's the thing: I am comfortable. Mm-hmm. I am so comfortable and confident in who I am and the tribe that God has called me to that I don't feel a need to be in that space. Right. right. Again, mm-hmm. like I feel like that's a that's a, that's a another conversation talking about right. the need not to have to be everywhere because God doesn't right. call us to be everywhere. He's the one that's I'm not present, not us. Right. right? We right. don't have to be everywhere. We don't have to do all the things. We have to be obedient and making sure that we do and be where God has called us to be. And so I leave I leave TikTok to the young folk. <laughs> <laughs> I leave it to the young folk. So listen, yeah. um, Elder, I've had, it, it's been an honor having this conversation with you. I have two final questions, but before I do, where can folks find you on social media if they want to engage with you? Where can they find you? What platforms are you on? Well, I'm on Facebook, um, Lafon, L-A-F-A-U-N Davis. Uh, you can find me just by searching. Um, so not many Lafons out there. <laughs> um, and on Instagram and TikTok, I'm on both of those. My information is Azario, A-Z-A-R-A-E-L underscore A-C-E seven. Okay, uh, that, we'll be sure that, to put those in the um yeah. in the show notes for those who want to engage with um Elder Lafon. He is yeah. also um, a musician. He's got a lot of little things going on. So you guys yeah. connect with him. Last yeah. two questions really quickly. What are you reading? What am I reading? Okay. I, uh, besides the Bible, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, this thing, this thing, the testimony of Jesus, uh, this is a theme for us this year. We are nothing but Jesus this year. So it's been very mm-hmm. challenging. It's been very challenging, but very rewarding. But I'm also reading um, The Baptism of the Holy Spirit as a Clinical Intervention. It's by Kenneth J. Wilson. Um, it that, that book is heavy because as a synopsis, and I'm not even finished it. I didn't even finish the first two chapters yet. It's so heavy. It's basically, it's basically a marriage between psychology and theology. Okay. Um, the Holy Spirit as an extreme, as an extreme and psychology as in another another and marrying those two together because you we found in this we finding in this world there's a lot of emphasis on 
therapy, right? Which is mm-hmm. fine and it's great because we need it. And we need because it makes sense of some things. Um, mm-hmm. I've been to therapy, I, I have a therapist, so it means some things. But there's also always been a disconnect between that and our theology or spirituality, right? So the Holy Spirit, who is our comforter, he is our counselor, he is our uh, advocate, intercessor, as Jesus said he was, he is, um, he is the one who gives us the tools of transformation, right? Transformation, do be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by what the renewing of your mind, psychology. Right. Mm-hmm. So this book is um, is is a uh, tool um, that is really helping um, me. It's a very heavy book and I'm just taking my time through it. Um, I'm also reading uh, the Tabernacle of David. Uh, that's just a personal study thing. Um, David is a central biblical character. He's also a type of Christ. Um, and the building of the tabernacle, again, points back to Christ. So it's all about Jesus for me this year. <laughs> so yeah. everything ought to point back to you can't you can't preach the kingdom without the king. That's <laughs> you right. You can't preach the kingdom without you can't be an excellent king. Uh you can't be in kingdom excellence without the, the endorsement and the direction and the correction and the provision of the king. So Amen. it's all it's all so it all points back to him. And those are the books I'm reading um right now. I've I've read Divine Revelation of Prayer by Mary Baxter. That's a good book. Um, what else? I've read uh, Assessing Your Prophetic Self by Paula Price. That's a good book. Um, and he gave pastors. Um, I'm also in an eldership, uh, a pastoral training with a uh, shout out to Archbishop Cassandra Smith. Um, she is uh, leading a teach a teaching about uh, pastoring and uh, things like that. So I'm being developed in that as, as I'm as I'm already carrying the title, you can still be developed, right? That's as I right. said before. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing now. Awesome. I'm going to drop the links to those books um, in the show notes for those of you who are interested. I I am an avid um I am an advocate for reading. I believe leaders are learners, right? I yes. believe we should always yes. be learning. Um, whether that is through reading, through listening podcasts, going to conferences, whatever it is, we are always, always should find ourselves in a posture of learning. Mm-hmm. Last question, Elder. How can the community of kingdom leaders that are listening, how can we pray for you? Oh. <laughs> wow. Wow. I am st- I've never heard that question before. Wow. Y'all can send me a note, record an audio, send it to me. I promise you it'll probably be on time when I need it. Uh, Just pray for my continued development. Pray that my faith gets uh, continued to uh, increase. My faith is being tried. It is being tried. It is being tried. It is being tried. Because Mm -hmm. I'm doing a lot of things that I never thought I would do. Like I said, I, I never thought I'd be pastoring. I never thought I'd be that high in leadership, things like that. So just continue to pray for me um, and the work that God is assigned. Continue to pray for my mind because mm-hmm. <laughs> my mind goes a mile a minute and I need God. I, like there's a, lot of, there's a lot of people who act like they don't need God. I need him. I, I need him more than the air I breathe. Amen. <laughs> so I just need it. So continue Amen. just to pray for me in that regard. Um, just clarity and reach out whenever you want to. I'm here. Yes, sir. I love that. I pray. Yes. Need, I'm here. Absolutely. I pray that um, our listeners um, would um, take you up on that, that invitation to reach out, especially some of our young people. Um, I'm telling you, I've, I've, I've seen LaFawn grow and develop into the young man that he is today. I am so godly proud of what mm-hmm. I am able to, to, to just witness as a spectator <laughs> on the <laughs> sideline. Um, he is not the same 
shy young person that I met when he was little and not really like, don't talk to me, you know, don't see me. I'm invisible right now. (laughs) He is not that same person. And I just, I just praise God for what he's done in your life. So again, Elder LaFawn Davis, thank you so much for your time. God bless you, sir. Thank you so much for listening and for coming along with me as we explore what it means to operate in the spirit of kingdom excellence. If you enjoyed what you've heard, and it is my prayer that you did, do me a favor, tell other kingdom leaders you know about this space and encourage them to subscribe and follow wherever you're listening. It's been my privilege to share a few minutes of your day talking about what it means to operate in the spirit of kingdom excellence. Be sure to check the show notes from today's episode for ways to stay connected with me. And remember, if excellence is important to God, it should be important to you. Until next time, may God bless you.